First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Here again is this very special word that's so filled with an abundance of meaning. The word likewise. And just as was said in an earlier message regarding the responses and the behaviors of our dear wives, so also for the husbands, this word likewise is directing our thoughts back to instructions given just a few verses earlier, especially there in chapter 2. There God gave us resolute instructions and exhortations regarding the matter of submission to authority, saying that aside from a few and rare exceptional times and circumstances, our usual, our common, our only acceptable manner of conduct and behavior towards authority is humble obedience. Humble obedience. But here, the authority is the ultimate authority. God Himself, towards whom there is no exception in our obedience. And He is instructing and exhorting us with the words, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. With most all of the ordinary circumstances of life, We all live under varying layers of authority. We have our employers and our government and many others. But here in the marriage relationship, the husband comes first and directly under the authority of Christ. Those words in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3. I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man and the man is the head of a woman and God is the head of Christ. Simple words. Simple truth. Clearly and plainly given. And then listen also to the words of Colossians three twenty-three and 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. And listen. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Everything that we do, in all the matters and circumstances of daily life, we are under authority and we must conduct those matters knowing that although our interaction most always will be with people, it truly is Christ Jesus whom we ultimately are serving and to whom we are accountable. And here in the words of our scripture text for today, again, are, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as a weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you in the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. As husbands, our obedience to this command from the Lord, though it be carried out, and our behaviors and our responses towards our wives in reality is directly to Christ Himself. 
Our obedience is directly to Christ Himself. The honor, the respect, and the obedience we show is always ultimately towards God. And no, that's not an easy concept to grasp, to remember, to carry out. Especially within the fast-moving circumstances of our day. But regardless of whether or not you and I fully comprehend this concept as we should, we are still fully accountable for every attitude and every response that takes place, whether they be very big matters of concern or very small matters of concern. We are still fully accountable for every attitude and every response that takes place. And listen, there will surely be consequences for our every attitude and behavior. Both very good consequences, but also very bad ones. Very difficult consequences for us. Look carefully again. In this passage is just a simple instruction from God to us husbands. Here we're told, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. As we study this passage, may I confide that these particular words have been ever so special and precious to me over the past many years now. There was a point in time when God led me to adopt several verses of Scripture that I would recite to myself each day. Verses that would guide my heart and my mind regarding most every part of my daily life and my responsibilities. My relationship with God, I had verses for that. I memorized other verses for relationship with my wife, my relationship with my children, my responsibilities towards other people, my employer, the government, and others. And the verses that I committed to memory regarding the relationship with my blessed wife were some very precious words first from the book of Ephesians chapter 5 and then also these words here in 1 Peter 3. These words that we're studying today. The words first from Ephesians 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave Himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the Word, and to present her to Himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. And then these words, but from a slightly different translation of 1 Peter 3, 7. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wife. Treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you in the gracious gift of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. Reciting those verses almost daily, sometimes even more than once daily, has helped to guide my thoughts and my attitudes and my behavior towards my wife for so many, many years now. Husbands, be considerate. Bill, be considerate as you live with your wife. Treat her with respect as a weaker partner and as heir with you in the gracious gift of life so that your prayer will not be hindered. Those words have guided my thoughts and my attitudes for so many years now. And that's exactly what God intended these words to do. To be an 
ever-continuing, moment-by-moment reminder for me to always be considerate of my beloved wife and of her needs and of her desires. No matter how fast-paced or all-consuming the activities of my own day would become. Folks, it's of little value to us to just know and recite Scripture verses if we are not fully committed to actually following through and carrying them out. These words must actually be worked out within the fast-paced moments of our daily life. Else the grace and the blessings of God will not be able to flow to us and then also through us. I'm reminded of the words of Philippians 2, verses 12 and 13. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do according to His good pleasure. As you know, our salvation and the evidence of it that's shown in the fruits that we bear each day does not magically just flow into us from God's unending reservoir of grace. It does, yes. But it also requires you and me to step on forward and do our part. And that's what he's talking about here in these words. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's a command to you and me. And to me as a husband as it relates to these words here regarding my wife. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works within you both to will and to do according to His good pleasure. Now yes, our initial salvation, that part that saves our soul and assures us of eternal life in heaven, that's all accomplished by the shed blood of Christ on the cross. But according to these words, and others like them, there is still another part of salvation that you and I must participate within each and every moment of daily life. And it's this. It's working it out. It's working out, as Oswald Chambers says, we work out that which He has put in. We work out that which He has put into us. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works within you both to will and to do according to His good pleasure. Now simply put, you and I have to work to do every day and we must faithfully go ahead and get on about it. Doing it with fear and trembling as he says here. And with God working within us every moment to ensure our part is effectual. That's a perfect combination. A perfect combination. Us working out our salvation and God working within us to make it really take place rightly. In other words, as I mentioned a moment ago, it's not enough that we say and we memorize and know these precious words of Scripture. We really must actually work them out in those practical matters. Those fast-paced incidences and circumstances that take place every day. In an interview recently with a Bible scholar that I listened to, he was explaining how there's often a very crucial divide, a disconnect between the theology that we say we believe and our ethical carrying out of that theology. 
He said that we can read and study and commit to memory all sorts of really powerful scriptural truths. But if that theology is not worked out in an ethical manner within those practical matters of our daily life, it is useless to us. And it's useless to the Lord. And nowhere else is that truth more obvious than it is in the intimate, behind-closed-doors relationships between husbands and wives. Their attitudes and their behaviors as they live and interact with each other daily. The home and the family are the ultimate testing grounds for each of us in our Christian lives. And that's where we had better make it happen right. Else it will not happen at all. We're to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who worketh within us to will and to do according to His good pleasure. And that's what God is commanding us husbands to do with this very special text here that's given to us. 1 Peter 3, 7. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wife. Treat her with respect as a weaker partner and as heir with you in the gracious gift of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. The question for us husbands, and may I include potential husbands-to-be, is how considerate are we willing to be towards our wives? And I don't mean just in those big matters of daily life, but also in every moment of daily life. Big and small matters alike. Every moment of each day. And husbands, no. We don't get to separate out the things of our life and the things of her life. Demanding to have our own space. Once you're married, husbands, you cannot ever Separate out yours from hers. One, the number one, is an indivisible number. And husbands and wives are one absolutely and completely in every moment of life. In every way and in every activity of it. Absolutely one. And because you are one, husbands, with your wife, your consideration of her must be on the same level as would be your consideration of yourself. That's what these scriptures tell us. If you hurt, she hurts. If she hurts, you hurt. When you buy something for yourself, you are buying it for her. What does she think about that purchase? Does she want that thing? Can she use it? Is it the color she enjoys? If you go out to dinner, does she like that kind of food? If the house is warm to you, is it warm to her? It might be cold. Husbands, we are to be considerate as we live with our wives. Now husbands, your home may be a very Christian home. In most ways, behaving and enjoying many of the attributes of what most everyone would observe to be a Christian home and a Christian relationship. But again, as I mentioned a moment ago, regarding the biblical truths of theology, there is too often a disconnect between our theology and our ethical handling of those biblical truths. The theology here is simple. 
It tells us husbands, plainly and simply, that we are to be considerate as we interact each day, each moment of each day with our wives. Or as these words of the text tell us, we are to live with our wives in an understanding way. We are not to just tolerate or put up with our wife's ideas and opinions and philosophies. We are to embrace them. To have and to show real and actual respect towards her in every one of them. Every one of them. And so brothers in Christ, this is a command from God. It's not a suggestion. It is a command. And it's also a guideline with very strictly defined borders. Borders that if violated will exact specific consequences from God. Now, do those words sound legalistic? I am sure that many people who might hear those words just say, oh, that's legalism. But may I say, legalistic or not, it says these words in a plain and simple manner, telling us that we must be considerate of our wives. We must live with them in an understanding way, and we must treat them with respect, else We cannot expect, listen, we cannot expect for our prayers to be answered. It's as simple as that. Our ethical handling of this theology regarding the treatment of our wives will determine whether or not our prayers will be answered or if they'll be hindered. That is the pure and simple truth. There are consequences. Husbands, in the same way, be considered as you live with your wife. Treat her with respect as the weaker partner and as heir with you in the gracious gift of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. And note here carefully that God very graciously reveals a reason why we ought always to be considerate of our wives, respecting them and their needs. It's because in some ways our wives have weaknesses that we husbands need to always take into consideration. I confess to you that I don't fully understand this matter about the weakness spoken about here. And most likely there are many, many wives who read these words and object to them. Object to the very idea that they might have weaknesses. May I point out to those wives that We men have weaknesses. That was the first indication given of the man in the Garden of Eden. God looked at Adam and said, you need a helpmeet. We men had obvious weaknesses. And God gave us our wives. And so here, God is saying to the women, and regardless of whether or not we understand or we object to it, these words say these things very simply. And plainly, husband, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wife. Treat them with respect as a weaker partner. So here in these words, God clearly reveals that our wives have certain weaknesses. Perhaps it is that all wives have some weaknesses that are common to all of them. Then some other weaknesses, perhaps, that are specific to each one. But be all that as it may... Our responses as husbands, listen, our responses as husbands is to intentionally become aware of those weaknesses and listen, and to preemptively 
respond to them. To be so aware of those weaknesses to be able to quickly get out in front of them. When I consider these words, I most often think back to the first revealed weakness within the heart and mind of a wife. That which took place in the Garden of Eden with Eve. These scriptures tell us that Eve was beguiled. Beguiled. My thesaurus tells me that to be beguiled is to be lured, to be charmed, to be captivated, to be mesmerized. Could that be one of those weaknesses within the hearts of our wives? That they would be susceptible to being beguiled. The indication from these scriptures is that Adam was not beguiled, but rather he was fully aware of the lies that were coming forth from Satan. And for that reason, Adam was held far more accountable for his sin. I don't know if this susceptibility to beguilement is one of the weaknesses of our wives or not, but I do know the accountability and the responsibility that rests upon us husbands. We are ever and always to be prepared to step forward and to get in between our wives and the potential threats they might encounter. And in keeping with the commands of Ephesians 5 that we are to love and to give ourselves for our wives just as Christ did, we are to be prepared to even give our lives to protect them. And so then, husbands, take some time to get alone with yourself and alone with the Lord specifically for the purpose of asking yourself and the Lord some very difficult and demanding questions about this matter. Are you, am I, considerate as you live with your wife? Do you live with her in an understanding way? Do you have real respect for your wife, for her thoughts and her attitudes and her opinions? And again, as I asked a few moments ago, are you one with your wife? Truly one. If she hurts, do you hurt? Are you aware of when she needs to be hugged? Perhaps she needs to be hugged often, even when she doesn't show that she has a need, or perhaps doesn't even know herself that she has a need to be hugged. And again, as I asked a moment ago, when you buy something, are you buying it for her also? What does she think about that purchase? Does she want that thing? Can she use that thing? Is it the color she enjoys? If you go out to dinner, does she like that kind of food? Or was it just somewhere where you wanted to go? If the house is warm, is it warm to her? It might be cold. The command in these words is for us husbands to love our wives as Christ loves each of us. And for us to step out forward and to intentionally be considerate of our wives at every moment of every day in every activity of life, be they big or small. And so I ask each of us husbands, are we doing that? Husbands, in the same way, be considered as you live with your wives. Treat them with respect as a weaker partner and as heir with you in the gracious gift of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. Let's pray.